<laughs> yes. That was just a snort. You just you just started this episode with a snort. Uh, it's not allowed, is it? Is there a rule? There's got to be a rule. We need to come up with a rule. You know, the person who says one on the countdown needs to be the one to start the episode. Something like that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because every episode, it takes us five minutes to land because we can't see each other. We're in different locations and... We, we do this countdown to sync our voices mm. and then it's just silence. Like yeah. we can't see each other. We're just waiting for someone to say something. Yeah. And so often do we both say something at the same time after an uncomfortable amount of silence. <laughs> yeah. A broad, like a huge void opens up between us in that very moment. And it's this, <laughs> the void of silence, you know? <laughs> yeah. Stretches for an infinity. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of beautiful, but it's also annoying. Because I don't know <laughs> if I should say something or if you're going to say something. Yeah. What is this, episode 90 or some shit? And we still oh, don't have a formula. We still don't know what we're doing. I mean, we've got a formula, but we just don't know what we're doing. Oh. <laughs> Most of the time within the formula. All right. I just experienced a real visceral feeling. Can I describe it to you? Yeah, go for it. All right. So I'm, I moved house recently. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, it's it's a big it's a big deal. The the my recording space is uh yeah, extremely cluttered and it's very hot today. It's it's a beauty out there. But it's a stinker. Uh, it's a stinker, yeah. And have you ever considered that somewhere could be too north facing? Like <laughs> as in you get the direct perpendicular normal of the sun directly in your yeah, eyes. Yeah. Exactly. Like you get too much sun. And so I'm I'm in our I'm in our new kitchen. I'm on the kitchen table. I'm shirtless. Well and um we yeah, that's right. First shirtless episode. It's very hot. Mm. Uh and I'm in swimming shorts as well. I'm basically ready for the beach. Uh yeah. We're bringing the Australian summer to you, dear listeners. Are we going to have a beach episode like every anime ever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is where the uh, the homoeroticism really reaches its peak <laughs> yeah. on It's Almost the Weekend. This is the fan service episode of Almost <laughs> the Weekend. um anyway i've got we've got these beautiful dining chairs they're like yellow i don't even know what the fabric is but like i just leaned forward you know you do the readjust we all know this you're sitting in an office chair you're sitting in any chair and you just readjust your bum bones are out of place and and you need to fix that and my my back just peeled off the chair fabric (laughs) you know like it it did that like the slurping of the back has been recognized and it was heard it was just not it wasn't in time it wasn't in time let's just say that the edit the editing is is, has occurred (laughs) uh so yeah i'm here i'm sweaty but i'm having a good time that's good. That's good. Do you have aircon in your uh, in your new place? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's next level aircon. It's one of those places where all the technology is next level. Like the dishwasher, we we put your lasagna dish from two years ago in the dishwasher it still had burnt lasagna on the side well not burnt (laughs) lasagna but you know like the hard lasagna and uh dude it came it came out of that dishwasher brand new so i don't know i don't know what they're uh using these days to construct dishwashers and air conditioners but it's truly next level i mean okay hear me out i hate 
dishwashers. Maybe it's because I've never seen a dishwasher actually do a good job, apart from the ones that you see in like bars where they put the glasses in and they dunk the handle and it washes oh, the, the yeah. glasses in like T minus three seconds. Those those things are yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's because they like they use boiling water in those suckers. That's the key. Yeah. It just yeah. it melts away the grime baby. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, and then, yeah, all of the ones that I've ever used in my house. I even bought a dishwasher for my current house. And I mean, maybe it was because I skimped out a little bit on it. But yeah, it's trash. I've used it three times and every single time it's disappointed me like you've, a father. You've, li- <laughs> <laughs> you've lived there for years and you've used your dishwasher three times. I could count on one hand the number of times I used my dishwasher. I'm sure it maybe it's not three, it might be four or five, but yeah, it's very few times. That's very concerning behavior. You know, that's the kind of behavior that I'd I'd pull up a friend, you know, if I if like <laughs> I'd be like, Hey dude, do you wanna like grab a coffee or something? And then, you know, we'd have a great catch up, but then like yeah, yeah, yeah. halfway through the catch up I'd be like, Look, dude, I just you know, I don't know if, if you're aware, but you haven't been using your dishwasher. You, you've, <laughs> at you've been, all. You've been choosing to manually do the dishes. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I prefer like okay, maybe this is a little bit I don't know. I don't know what this, what you would call this exactly, but I, I like hand washing dishes. I find it I find it peaceful. I find it soothing. It's like a nice respite from my um, my brain to just like turn it off for a while, do one thing until it's done. I like it. Okay. I mean, look, that's a that's a good sell. Uh, there's a meditative aspect mm. to washing the dishes, but. I mean, it's just one of those processes that we can eliminate, you know? I feel like in the future, humans won't wash dishes just like they won't manually construct, like, you know, USB connections in factories and that kind of thing. Mm, like, it's just... Yes. it's machines it's, can do it better. It, exactly. We need to make human dishwashing obsolete and uh oh, you're holding us sad. back you're holding us yeah, back joe <laughs> sounding very very zuckerbergish right now you know that <laughs> um make me want to wash some dishes that's what i'm saying oh, Jesus. um no i mean like look if i ever ha- i'm sure that the one time i spend more than 300 dollars on a dishwasher i'm sure i'll be very happy with the output it's just you know mm. I haven't had that haven't had that experience apart from yeah obviously like I said before seeing that thing in the bar do its work that's mm. majestic work look life lesson everyone don't skimp on the dishwasher spend big on your dishwasher god damn it um <laughs> yeah yeah uh, anyway what have you been doing <laughs> uh yeah look I've been moving house but I've been getting quite mm. a few games in which has been really nice because i've been doing lots of physical work and then you know resting with uh with a gamer sesh oh yeah and so uh yeah with the house move i lose access to my ps5 or to oh, my, yeah to my the time is up yeah the time is up so i had i had my last final crack at callisto protocol and i'm gonna have an opportunity to talk about callisto later on in this episode so i'm just not gonna mention any more callisto stuff Okay, but, we'll we'll put it to the side, table it. Yeah. We'll return. We'll circle back as the as the uh, <laughs> as the as crow they flies. Say in the corpo world. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll circle back. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> my brain's real weird today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I sorry. If you just heard some like uh, tearing, uh, that was the the perforated edges of a paper towel coming apart, and and me applying it 
uh, in the space between my back and the chair. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's so uh, visceral. Yeah, sorry. Put your air conditioner on. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm concerned that it's going to make too much noise in the mic. Oh right, right, yeah, because right. it's a it's a hefty beast. It's a hefty beast. Look, no, we've done the household technology. We're moving on. Uh, Callisto, we're shelving that. Callisto's coming mm. up later. I had mm. one last go at Returnal, just one last mm. run in the roguelike mode. Love it, love that game. Uh, and so, with the return of my Xbox to my hot little hands, I uh, was very pleased to see that there are a bunch of new games on Game Pass, and I booted up that uh, Dead Space remake, which oh yeah, yeah is now available and this is something i've just been keen on because i love dead space so much dead space 2 one of my favorite games and this one is is fine it's scary it's it's good i'm i'm seeing a hell of a lot of glitches it's not Mm. it's not as polished as the original games but if you're brand new to the dead space franchise i actually think it's a really good starting place it's It isn't. It doesn't feel like it's for the fans at all. It feels like it's for new, uh, new players who just never got around to Dead Space in previous generations. Right. Um, and so yeah, you know they've changed a few things sometimes for the worse. Uh, but like yeah, it's okay. I think one of the core things that they messed up was just how. Uh, you know, Ouroborosy those Dead Space games are. Like, there's not a lot of UI and that kind of thing. And in this one, they just slap you with mission objectives and all oh. that kind of stuff. Um, right. So I think they've made it easier and, and more accessible. But, like, I think the the UI and the menus in Dead Space were so well implemented and in-world that it's not like they were inaccessible. Uh, it was just different you know it was just like congruent with the world right uh but yeah so like they, and they they didn't do that in the remake yeah so they you know you still you've got your health bar on the back of your suit and your ammo mm-hmm. count on the gun but like whenever you have a mission objective change which is quite quite frequently like it comes up as a screen oh um, right and i just i don't remember that happening very often it was, uh, so from what I remember, it was like tied to Isaac's wrist. He would like lift up his arm and then like a menu would kind of appear. Right. And so you can do that manually, but the, the like right. auto pop-ups aren't attached to like Isaac doing anything. They just oh. kind of pop up in the world. All right. Okay. Um, you know, it's not egregious or anything like that, but yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, when you remake something, you want to see some changes, but I, I didn't feel like this was a change that was really needed mm. uh, and man just playing this highlights how fucking tight the demon souls remake is like good, oh yeah good god that I, I haven't even finished that game i don't think i even got halfway through but fuck the attention to detail in the demon souls remake is just stupendous and uh yeah that attention to detail is missing here but uh it's still a good scary romp that's good yeah, uh, I, I still need to play that Demon Souls remake. It's been on the list for such a long time. And yeah, now that I've got that PlayStation service, whatever it is, I should give it a go. I really mm. should. Mm. Um, I know one of the animators that worked at Bluepoint at the time that they were working on Demon Souls remake. And so he's got a bunch of like cool Demon Souls animations on his reel. No um, shit. 
Yeah, Andrian, shout out if you're a listener. Um, Hell yeah. And yeah, I, I seem to remember hearing, I can't remember if it was a PMG or some sort of documentary talking about uh, the making of the Demon Souls remake and how they had a bunch of access to like like documentation and source materials, but not a lot of assets from the original or something like that. And so they had to rebuild a lot of stuff from scratch. I don't know if that's accurate from even misremembering right. or what the deal was, but yeah, there is stuff out there talking about how that remake got made that might be worth fishing up. I mean, if you're interested. It's, it certainly feels that way. It looks um, amazing. It feels amazing. The animations are truly next level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a uh, friend of the pod, Twilight Priest, told me that for all of the, uh, you know, parry and riposte animations, they mm-hmm. are motion captured. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was playing the game, I was so impressed with those riposte animations that I would just kind of change my weapon loadout as frequently as I could to see the animation because it was just, oh, yeah. yeah, the animations are great in that game. Mm. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, nice. That sounds like a good spread. Something a bit spooky for the spooky season in there. It's good. Yeah, good. yeah. I guess it was the spooky season. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Dead Space remake with headphones. I'm scared. It's a vibe. The uh, yeah. sound design remains great. So yeah, shout out. Shout uh, out. What about you, Brosif? What uh, what you been playing? Oh, um, man, I've been playing a bit of video games this week as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to that Alan Wake 2. Oh, Hot yeah. Diggity dog. Here we go. Um, so this is, uh, this is the Alan Wake 2 blog part two. Yeah. Yeah. Strap on in. I don't, actually don't know how much I have to say about it, but let's just go for it and see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've gotten quite a bit further through it since last week. Um, probably about 15 hours in now, I'd say. Okay. Um, wow. That's yeah. Sick. I've been playing it. I've been playing it. Um, yeah, look, it's a really good, solid survival horror mystery game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, oh man, there's a lot of like amazing graphical work going on. Like, with not just the animations, but the lighting and the rendering, the texturing and the art style, the way that they do um, video in this game is really cool, which sounds Uh, weird, but um, you know, in uh, Control, they had those like full motion video moments where you would see like the actors tromping around. Oh, for sure. They had, oh, I I wanted to say Trump, uh, but they had that, the director whose name started with T, I think. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, there were all those videos and they'd talk about like, you know, liminal space and all the experiments. Yeah, yeah it was cool. I liked it. They, they do a lot of that in this. Like all of the, or pretty much all of the jump scares are a version of that. Um, right they, they do a lot of like overlaying just during normal gameplay. So like in, oh, actually, I don't know if I could spoil this. Um, how would I go about saying this? No, I mean, that sort of happens in, in rewind. Um, yeah. So like you'd be walking around and there'll be something for you to interact with and it will sort of, um, overlay a bit of video while you're walking around. That's related to the stuff that you're doing at that point in time. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's sort of like semi pinned in world and sort of semi pinned on screen. So you know, like there's some world space and some screen space aspect to it. Yeah, just the video stuff in it is really, really, really cool. Right. Like almost collage I want to say. Right, okay. Um, 
yeah, the combat and the gameplay itself is like suitably sluggish, you know, like you've mm-hmm. got a lot of that Resident Evil vibe of like, you know, walking is slow, aiming is slow, you kind of miss a lot um, and the tension rises. The enemy design and the way they move around is really cool mm-hmm. and varied. Yeah. Um, the boss fights so far have all been like really tough. Like the the first one that I came up against was like extraordinarily hard. Right. Um, wow. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else is there to say? Uh, without spoiling anything, I'm trying my best not to say anything apart from <laughs> the stuff that happens in the first areas. Yeah, you're doing um, you're doing great. I have no idea yeah. what the story is. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I've just been enjoying it a lot. It's it's a it's a real good time. I'm I'm keen to be. I'm keen to see how it all shakes out in the end as well. Mm. Sort of building a few different things and yeah, interested to see how it knocks them down. It's going very far down that like Mulholland Drive, you know, Twin Peaksy nonsense set of rules that that you know dream dream logic style things. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, very trippy. Sick. Um, and then yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that Mario Wonder, getting towards the end of that. Oh my god, you you're you're really you're out here. You're out here playing the new releases and I just feel like with this year it's been pretty safe to play a new release. Oh, yeah. It seems yeah. like so many of them have been great. There has been a lot of good ones. Um yeah, there was some stuff in Mario Wonder that I came up against that was maybe a little bit um grating compared to some of the other levels. Like there was just like a couple of mechanics that they threw in one of the levels that I recently played where I was like, What? I don't even understand is rule really that's rare yeah that's rare for a mario game maybe i'm just dumb as hell but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know what was going on uh and then i played some of that obra din last night uh cool i'll be holding off on thoughts on that one but yes that is that is definitely a video game yeah uh shout out our game club game for november return of the obra din Uh, Din. i've also i've also been playing that so yeah very very keen for that episode Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. I think that's all I've been playing. I watched the last episode of Attack on Titan today, actually. Oh, which fuck. Is pretty cool. Wait, is that is it all out? Is it finally? It's all out. out. It's oh, finally over. I've been yeah. waiting for years. Uh, mm-hmm. So is it just another hour? It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Cool. Because I've got the previous hour to knock out as well. I can yeah. just sit back two and a half hours of depravity <laughs> and despair. Can't wait yeah it's pretty grim um yeah it was really cool though uh, uh they they wrapped they, they did a good job let me say that they wrapped up a lot of the stuff that are you know they could have left hanging but they yep. did not so excellent cool. excellent all right can't wait for that and then yeah i've been watching jujutsu kaisen the recent episode of that was kind of a bit weird i think they had like some crunch in the animation department Ooh, i guess really? the whole place is the freaking animation department there but yeah it was mm. Yeah, some sort of noticeable dip in quality, um, which is unfortunate. Oh, dang. But, uh, yeah, it's still it's still cool. It's cool to watch. It's making me want to read the manga a little bit. Oh, because yeah. Because apparently there's lots of, it's, it's quite a good manga as well. And um, the most, not the most recent, but there's they finally released uh, issue 12 of Chainsaw Man in the West. Mm-hmm. So I read, read that last week as well. And, uh yeah, it's weird. It's weird being back in, in Chainsaw Man land um, <laughs> after so long. Like, it's been, like, almost, like, 10 months, I think, something like that, since I read an issue of Chainsaw Man. Right, 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 right. Um, so it's been 
It was, it was cool to be back, but yeah, it felt, felt weird to be teleported back to that, that world. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's quite uh, uh, the re-entry. You know, that, mm. uh, that, that anime slash manga is not for the weak of heart. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I think that's it. I, I've been getting the urges to play Factorio, actually. I keep looking at it in my Steam library and saying, soon, oh, under man. my breath, in a hushed tone. Yeah, look, once, once we're moved in here and, like, everything is in its right place, it's on. Uh-huh. It is. It's on. It is on. Oh, uh, speaking of turning things on, no, I got nothing. That was a terrible segue. Uh, I've got some chicken for you. Speaking of turning things on, I'm turning on the chicken fryer. You want some news, oh, baby? <laughs> the chicken fryer is on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't have any chicken for you, oh, so I'm... <laughs> thank God, because okay, I've, okay. I've got a lot. And um, you know how last week you were like, it was a bit slim for me uh, on, on the news front? Oh, I don't I, even remember, but sure. <laughs> I had so much news last week, and so I didn't. I didn't mention any of it. So it's just, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Stacked up. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hit you. I'm probably not gonna talk about everything. Uh, maybe this is like the Darian special where I give you weeks old news that no one cares about. All right. All right cool. Uh, and, and unless you've been booting up Titanfall two, um, which all the power to you if you have. You wouldn't know that Titanfall 2 has been getting a variety of game modes over the last few months. Uh, no statement from Respawn. Uh, nothing, like, official from EA, who, who now own Respawn. But, uh, yeah, like, on average, once a month for the first, last couple of months, there's just a new game mode. Uh, the lobby music changes occasionally. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's some stuff bubbling under the surface with Titanfall, which is pretty cool. And, you know, that fan base is so thirsty. As soon as anything happens related to Titanfall, they're just like, oh, my God, could it be Titanfall 3 or, like, a Titanfall 2 reboot with new servers? <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, look, we all know why. That game is a is a classic um, and I use the word classic because that game is seven years old now, Joe. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, speaking of games that, that have cool modes, the finals that, um, I think I might've mentioned that I was playing it last week, but they yeah, had, yeah. they introduced a mode that is sort of like that banquet mode in, um, mm. yeah. In Titanfall two, where you like run around and cash stuff out at specific cash points yeah yeah sick uh, you know from killing other guys uh and in the finals when you shoot a guy he drops a coin if you shoot a guy who's carrying other people's coins he drops all the coins Ooh. and you pick them up and drop them off at these sort of like r- not random but specific locations that move as the game progresses right these, these banks that are on and then off um and yeah that's that was my favorite mode to mm. play and i remember it being super dope in titanfall 2 and mm. so yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. Hard I don't know what the other one. modes are in Titanfall 2. Do you know what they are? Oh, man. Not not the new ones. I think they're getting a bit creative, though. Uh, like, you know, these aren't just, uh, you know, old modes with a new name. I think one of them was uh, kind of a mini version of... Oh, what's their really popular game? Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Yeah, it was like a mini version of Apex Legends where, like, lots of people could drop in... And it was mm. one against all, but obviously with all the Titanfall 2 mechanics. So, uh, yeah, right. pretty pretty exciting stuff. But again, the uh, the servers have pretty low player counts. So 
while this is all very exciting, it's by no means like a, you know, Phoenix from the ashes type situation. Yeah, man, it's hard to, I mean, I say this, I've said this in the last few weeks in a row, but just trying to do a first person shooter in today's mm. market of, of hero based first person shooters is like yeah. pretty rough. And so, yeah, I can understand the hesitancy to be like, yeah, Titanfall three, here it is, you know, like. Pretty, I, it's pretty rough. I got to say, though, like that could work in its favor because we mm. got Overwatch 2 that people hate, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Modern Warfare 3, which oh, yeah. people hate, people apparently. Hate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck Battlefront, Battlefield, the other Who one? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know what they're <laughs> doing. And so yeah. it could be time. It could be time for like a, a Titanfall or a new IP to, to slink in and uh, yeah. grab that cookie totally i mean who knows like the finals is out here trying to do it there's mm. a couple of other games you got uh i mean destiny's also going down the toilet by the sounds of things yeah there's right. that you're right there might be space hunt yes. showdown might come in there and snip <laughs> it all up. i'm still waiting for like a good uh extraction based shooter that's sort of triple a you know right yeah yep um yeah, well, look, if they uh, if they make Hunt Showdown two and they port that shit to consoles and it's crispy, I'm in bo- I'm I'm in board. I'm an in board computer for that game. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, all right, moving right along. Nintendo has patented a console that can be split in half. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, this was really cool because the patent had diagrams and stuff, and so. When I read this to you, dear listener, if you can imagine, like, just imagine a switch. When I first read the text, I was like, oh, so, like, you can break it in half, like, in the middle, right? So, like, halfway between where your left hand grabs the controller and your right hand. But that's mm-hmm. that's not the case. It's, uh, it's split in half narrow ways. So, if you can imagine just two screens stacked on top of each other, and it splits down the middle long ways. Uh, yeah, it was a very weird concept and mm. one that didn't seem very intuitive to me. But, uh, you know, Nintendo out here, hopefully continuing to take risks with their consoles, um, which, you know, doesn't always go well looking at the Wii U, but then becomes amazing like the Switch. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this could also be like, hey, companies do this a lot of the time with like you know, the big companies will like patent something with no intention of actually ever making it just mm. just so that other people don't swoop in and steal that idea. That's so <laughs> or, like, lame. If they decide to patent it later or like do something with it later, they're like, oh, yeah, we got the patent for that. It's no big deal. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what patent laws are like. Like what's stopping a company with billions of dollars from just like patenting all these kind of like generalized ideas just so other companies can't make a product that's similar. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't, we're not on here to learn. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about law. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at the, some diagrams now though of the, uh, the switch patent that you refer to. Right. It looks a lot like a Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So it's like, uh, yeah, that, oh my God, that's a much better analogy. Thank you. So a Nintendo DS, but instead of like the the screens coming up and like supporting each other, the screens just come apart in two units. Yeah, which is really odd. Like, Mm. 
yeah do you play do how do you play this dang thing yeah. uh do you always want to be given a screen to a stranger on the train? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, like two-player only games like it takes yeah. to. Yeah, you can only play two-player games. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I might be into that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, my, my brain goes into weird places when I see stuff like this. I'm like, yeah, you give one half of the screen to your friend and they're on the other side of the world and you can play games with them. On the <laughs> it's, it's like using some like quantum tunneling or whatever. And yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you've got, uh, you've got that Alan Wake 2 dream logic going on. I think that's what's going on, yeah. Mm, mm, understandable. Uh, all right, I got a, I got a couple of uh, quick nugs for you um, and all of them are pretty exciting. So, uh, Barbarian is getting a video game. Uh, so Barbarian, huge horror hit from last year. Uh, big recommend. Barbarian is a lot of fun. Very funny. Uh, it's got Ben Skarsgård. Love that guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's getting a video game. It was made by the team behind the Friday the 13th video game, uh, which... I never played, but I think it's kind of like Evolve in that someone is Jason Voorhees and there are other players uh, that run around trying to survive. So I'm not sure if they're just going to do a copy-paste with the Barbarian characters, but uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. Yeah, right. I didn't see the Barbarian. Oh, sorry. I didn't see Barbarian, not the Barbarian. Um, looks cool, though. It's good. It's good, yeah. And uh, the the writer director, it was it was his debut uh, feature film, and the the direction is great, and the cinematography is beautiful, and mm. yeah, it's it's if it, best if you go in blind on Barbarian, it's it's got a lot of switcheroos, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, definitely definitely worth your time if you're into that kind of thing. I uh, remember when I messaged you, I think it was yesterday, saying like how the we were talking about like um what was it auteurism and how uh alan wake 2 is sort of nests in the same land as death stranding and how they're kind of both like these art house a24 games of the game world as opposed to a24 movies yeah 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 and i was like yeah you know like the witch shot on an iphone in my backyard or whatever <laughs> <laughs> which is like a horrid thing to say but that's apparently how i enjoy i enjoy things these days i just rip, rip on them um, <laughs> but somehow the youtube algorithm must have heard me and it showed me like this like breakdown video on how the witch was made oh it wasn't um, by cinema sticks was it I'm not sure. That's a good question. Uh, it's who runs Cinema Sticks. Danny Boyd? He's like, hi, uh, this is Danny Boyd. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back through the YouTube history and I don't really have access to that right now. <laughs> um, Do you but, have a YouTube yes. problem, Joe? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was Cinema Sticks. It was Cinema Sticks. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, no, they do great videos. And that which one is a cracker? Yes, and uh, what what really caught my attention was the way that um, he shot digital um, mm. and shot in a lot of low light and offhandedly mentioned that um, Kubrick owns these three, like, very, very expensive lenses that were developed by NASA yeah, <laughs> to yeah. shoot in the, in the vacuum of space. Yeah, yeah. They're like these, like, F.7 stop, like, 
cinema lenses that he that 10 of them own, have ever been made and Kubrick owns three and I just found that stat so fascinating and hilarious <laughs> yeah well it was just like to get low light scenes looking good on actual film back then yes, was really yes. fucking hard yes um, it is still is hard uh, yeah yeah exactly um, but yeah that's fucking yeah I mean I wonder how much of that was like Kubrick just being rich versus how much of that was him having like so much pull in the industry. Who knows? You know, maybe a bit of that column A and B, but mm. yeah, I thought it was cool. And then I remarked that, yeah, the witch does have a lot of really low light shots and great cinematography and mm. like done in a way that you wouldn't be like, Oh, this is digital. You know, like it feels, it feels very true and, and visceral and like, yeah. It has it has that vibe to it that you know feels appropriately old school mm, yeah um, it, it's beautifully shot and yeah. the the like you know there are some really wide shots in that film that show how tall the trees are and everything just has this menacing feeling it's mm. uh yeah man that's just a fantastic movie and like heaps of uh, i mean well it, a lot of it, the stuff that's really cool that you mentioned about the trees and showing the tops of the trees and stuff is cool because it's not shot on wide like a 16 by 9 it's like i don't know what the aspect ratio is but it's a tall aspect ratio right i think it's like four three right like the i think it might be yeah 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 because yeah. things look taller yeah and so you get this like constricted you know claustrophobic but you get like you get to see that the height of a lot of things as a result mm. which is kind of cool mm. yeah anyway this is not the robert eggers podcast this is the, <laughs> it's the weekend video game podcast continue with your nugs <laughs> all right nug number two which i was really surprised you didn't mention last week oh. uh remy two that is what's the full name for remy Remnant from the Ashes? Remnant from the Ashes 2 got a massive update. Um, they've rebalanced the game, added new events, added Ooh. heaps of new items. Um, and, you know, the dev team are obviously very passionate uh, about Remy 2. And so the, the big statement from them, you know, it's all in-game like in game terms and because i don't play remy i had a hard time following but yeah it's it's a huge list of changes so uh yeah i i, I just feel like that's worth a mention considering how how into remy uh you were for a couple of weeks yeah there. yeah there's i mean they announced some dlc too by the looks of it the awakened king oh cool uh, yeah awaken yeah, that was... son of a bitch <laughs> a major quality of life improvement update yeah i actually uninstalled that game last night when i was cleaning out a hard drive so i might have to reinstall and we can jump back in if the friends are around hell yeah uh all right i got i got two last pieces here bigger than a nug okay. um and they're not they're not great pieces i just want to okay. i just want to pre-warn i'm here to drain that serotonin with glee Right. No, no, I'm not. I don't have any glee around this. Uh, okay. So, uh, Nintendo UK and Japan has spit the fucking biscuit. I am reading this verbatim from my notes. Uh, they have set guidelines for competitive events concerning Nintendo games. So, have you seen this? No. Okay. So this is this is wild. Uh, so I just uh, have a bunch of points that they made on their twitter that i just copied and pasted mm -hmm. so community tournaments 
may not generate commercial revenue except oh. as permitted by these guidelines. Yes, I did see this, but read on. Yes, yes, uh, yes. A cap of 200 participants in person or 300 for online tournaments. Uh, one of the most arbitrary things I've ever seen a company say mm. uh, in regards to anything. Like if you're running a tournament... It's, it, it would just be weird for you to cap it, right? Like depending yeah. on the scope of your management team for running that tournament, like it feels very weird that you would cap it like ahead of time. Anyway, yeah. uh, organizers may not receive compensation from third-party sponsors and may not <laughs> sell so food, beverage, or merchandise. Oh, God. Oh, just like fuck off Nintendo. Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, if you've got, um, I mean, th this is just, this isn't like you may not make money from food, beverage or merchandise. This is like, you may not fucking sell it. So yeah. if, if you're an organizer and you're organizing a tournament for charity and all your t-shirt sales are going to charity, guess what? You can't sell shit. You can't sell those yeah. t-shirts <laughs> and that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, and it gets stupider. No prizes exceeding a market value of 4,500 pounds. Um, and this is, this is hilariously dumb. And we talk about Nintendo being out of touch all the time on this podcast, but this is so dumb, you know, mm. like big prize pools attract players and like, it's part of a burgeoning competitive scene, right? Like if you, uh, you've got a, I mean, this isn't the case for Nintendo, but if you had a new game and you were like running tournaments and like getting the word out there, like the prize pools are going to be really small, but this is fucking Nintendo. They've got games like Smash Bros, Splatoon. I mean, the, the esports scene for Splatoon, like they play that shit in arenas and it's mm. just like, I don't know how many arenas you're going to fill if the main prize is like 10,000 Australian dollars as a max. It yeah. just, yeah, very fucking weird. Um, and, and there's a bunch of like uh, less egregious things that, that they're trying to implement. Um, and, and I just want to restate, this is Nintendo UK and Japan. This isn't anywhere else so far, but it just, yeah, it just seems wildly out of touch. Was this, and is this only Ultimate or is this all Smash games? Um. Uh, bro, this is all Nintendo games. All Nintendo games, like everything. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. What I was reading was only for Smash Ultimate, but I'm, I might have been, yeah, I'm, maybe I didn't understand the rule or what they were saying. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Ross Rubber Ross from Game Grumps, um, oh, yeah. saying how they were running into a bunch of uh, regulatory issues with trying to host Smash Bros. Melee tournaments from Nintendo. Like they basically got the the, the the letter from nintendo to be like hey we see you're doing this please stop here's what the rules the fuck yeah. yeah yeah and it's crazy because like melee is like a 20 year old game you know <laughs> like mm. it's really old maybe not 20 i don't know how old it is but yes very old the only people who are playing that game are people who are like serious about you know that one particular game in particular like yeah it's it's not like there's like you know merch being sold by nintendo for melee anymore or even copies <laughs> being sold anymore you know it's right. like that nintendo doesn't have a 
really have a skin in the game when it comes to like the profits of this game money made around this game anymore it's so old and so like defunct and forgotten by nintendo that the, the fans doing what they're doing sorry zeus is scratching the floor and it's making me crazy zeus I should have brought his bed in here that's okay. um yeah that but like i don't understand how they feel like they have any ground to stand on when it comes to like making these demands around these old games yeah i can sort of see if they're like yes yeah, Splatoon 3 we're still trying to sell merch we're still trying to sell dlc whatever um mm-hmm. maybe maybe don't do anything but yeah it's still it's it's weird you would you would expect they'd be like yeah make make more people interested in this game for us. right and and to go beyond that, they don't have any sort of established esports infrastructure. You know, mm-hmm. like Nintendo games have always had shit infrastructure when it comes to like creating a competitive scene for their games. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they're, they're stomping people trying to like get competitive scenes going, but offering nothing in return. Like there's no official Nintendo tournaments yeah. or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it seems super tone deaf and dumb. I agree and I hate it. And that's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, and those sentiments can continue into our final piece of news. Wow. This is going to be a whopper of an episode. Uh, our final piece of news is regarding, uh, media content creator, group of journalists the escapist Mm -hmm. uh they they fired a bunch of staff and the the video team resigned and the video team includes uh yahtzee who is one of their key content creators oh shit and is the creator of zero punctuation which is an incredibly popular long-running youtube game review series Mm. and uh yeah so yahtzee tweeted today he said i don't own the rights to video uh to zero punctuation but you know expect more from me soon and uh yeah it just feels like all of a sudden with zero ceremony zero punctuation is done yeah and the escapist is like well what do we have now (laughs) oh yeah dude i oh man i feel like uh they got most of their revenue through zero punctuation i can't back that up this is pure speculation but that was a weekly video review that got millions of reviews and uh, sorry millions of views and millions of views more than their other content so it yeah that that could have uh supremely fucked them yeah i mean i i I loved Zero Lindsay back in the day. That sort of like fast talky YouTuber thing was real hot back then. Mm, um, yeah. I, I can say with certainty that I tried to rewatch it recently and it was like, this is not for me at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I can see how, you know, people would be into it and it sucks that it's, yeah, that they've decided to do it that way. Yeah. But I stand, yeah, like worker solidarity, man. Like, fuck those guys. If they're going to try and do something like that, I'm glad Yahtzee stood up to them by doing such a move. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my two serotonin draining wings. Uh, that's it. That's the whole chicken box. Yeah. Look, there was a couple of bonus that I was thinking about just then one of them, which I probably won't go into, um, too much, but I Bungie let go of a bunch of destiny two employees. Oh, did you, did you see about that? I mean, man, I feel like over the last month or six weeks, it's just, yeah. I feel like every studio is letting every big studio is letting go of employees. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if I saw specifically the Bungie one, but it's it's getting to the point where it's like starting to meld into the same story for me, just because it's so common, which is totally really sad. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, they laid off around a hundred people, which was around eight percent of its twelve hundred big staff. That was about eight days ago. Um, uh, included included in the layoffs though was oh, I can't remember his name right now, and I can't see it in my quickly my quick phone scrollings. But um, the dude who did the music for the original Halos, he's stuck around this whole time. He's been doing the amazing work for the music on Destiny. And uh, he got let go as well, or he stepped off the job, or was basically, you know, left, did a Yahtzee sort of, which made, wow. made, made, made me think of it. But yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know, like a dude like that been at the company for many, many, many years since basically Halo days. Yeah. He's now just like gone, <laughs> gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's wild. It's, it's especially uh, like, I don't know if confronting is the, the, right word but it's off-putting when the composer like the music composer of a team leaves because Mm. i feel like so many people whether it's conscious or not associate a lot of video games with like the musical aesthetics of the game like obviously the halo uh you know vocal track is just insane like it's just Mm. so amazing and it it just it's influenced so much and it's like Mm -hmm. we've got the uh the Atlas composer who who's done all the personas, you know, he left before they started work on Persona Six. Yeah, uh, like it'd be like if Darren Corb left, uh, you know, that that great studio we all love, um, and it, because he's just done uh, the music and and the sound effects and everything for like you know Bastion and Transistor and Pyre and then Hades and Hades Two, it it would just be like hard for another person to step in and like you know what do you do as that new composer do you do you try and sound the same or do you try and sound different i just feel like it's a shit position to be in because fans are going to be like oh it's different or they're going to be like oh it's the same you know it's just like you're fucked either way yes totally yeah, I mean, yeah, you got that's such a good point. Yeah, the the sort of yeah, the what's it called? What do you call it? The audio uh, aesthetic? Is that what yeah, you said? the musical aesthetics. The musical aesthetic is like such a recognizable and like touchstoney part of a lot of these games, and like mm. Halo and that series having that you know Gregorian what's it called Gregorian chanting style intro oh, is yeah. literally iconic there's very few things in the video game industry that are as iconic as something like that and yeah. uh yeah it's, yeah it's wild to see him just be like either let go or left of his own accord after he saw what happened with the the recent redundancies so yeah um so yeah um and also a little bit of a side news here if you are in melbourne Next Sunday, uh, there'll be a Free Palestine rally at the um, state, not just what's it called? The state library. Library, yeah, state library at noon. Uh, so definitely, you know, if you have any thoughts or feelings about what's going on there, uh, definitely come along and, uh, yeah, make yourself known. Hell yeah. Yep. I'll be there. I'll be, in, yeah. I'll be in those streets. That's what we love to hear. All right, shall we schmoozy on down to a topic? Yeah, we uh, we should. All right, so we just drained all that serotonin. Now we're going to fill it right the fuck <laughs> back, it back up. up. 
Uh, I'm on to my, uh, I'm on paper towel number seven in this steam <laughs> oh, fest. God. Uh, yeah it's gross it's gross i mean just name a body part and i'll tell you how sweaty it is can we auction off these paper towels (laughs) we'll have quite a few and we can sell them (laughs) holy shit yeah maybe we we run like a a new you know in engagement campaign and Mm -hmm. and we we you know sign these or maybe we don't sign them we just spit into them and like you you can you can get my saliva in a sweaty paper towel Uh, yes it will be used to clone us in the many years in the distance (laughs) uh hell yeah all right joe you're emceeing this topic all right um so alexander redacted sent us an email uh at which you can do as well at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com you you Um, certainly can but i might just uh redact that last name because we don't want to Oh yeah, sure. We don't want to shout out full names, but uh, yeah, please, please write True. us in. I am good at shouting out. I'm good at docking people <laughs> you, on this podcast. You love. Come yeah. to my house. It's blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let me go back here. I'm looking at the wrong email. Got some fun questions here. So, uh, Alexander writes in, and he wants to know, or they want to know. Um, a bunch of stuff. Shall I just list the questions and then we can go through them one by one? I mean, yeah, this is going to be like a lightning round episode. So mm. th- this is kind of, you know, whenever we do a list episode, which isn't that frequently, it's kind of like a week off because, you know, the answers come to us relatively easily and we just get to relax and talk about stuff we know. But this is this is kind of a, a flip on that where there's going to be a lot of little questions and, and we go through them rather than doing like a top five or whatever. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm just going to read out these questions and then we'll go through them uh, line by line. Mm-hmm. So Alexander says, question, favorite game song, mm-hmm. game bosses, worst game boss, mm-hmm. worst game song, mm-hmm. favorite worst game, <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite word song. Uh, and I wrote two for this. This was favorite word and favorite worst song. Yeah, great. Um, great. Uh, what got you into podcasting slash gaming? I'm, I didn't read the gaming part. I just read podcasting, but I'm sure I can come up with something on the fly for that. Yeah, no, we got we got this in the bag. So back to the tippy top. Favorite game song. I mean, this was this was extremely easy for me. I, mm. I mean, I could just write it down without uh, without looking up the name or anything. How about you? Wow. Uh, I mean, I had to go back through and think about it a little bit. It wasn't just like, bing bang boom. Yeah. Straight at the top of the dome. Um, and I actually got quite a few written down here because I couldn't decide on one. Wow. All right. Well, let's hear, let's hear your smorgasbord first. All right. I've got, a, I've got a list. We got Donkey Kong Country 2 Aquatic Ambience oh. at the tippy top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Very solid. And it's pretty hard to go past Aquatic Ambience. It's yep. just, you know, timeless. Uh, Hotline Miami Moon by Hydrogen. Okay. I, I, I don't know that one off the dome, but I'm sure I'd recognize it. You would recognize it. It's it's the that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Snake Eater. You can go past Snake Eater. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You've really come out here with like the icons. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Animal Crossing. Uh, just a lot of songs from Animal Crossing are little bops for me that I think are very memorable and fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ocarina of Time. The opening track will always hit me in the nostalgia guts every mm-hmm. single time I hear it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, Omen from Bloodborne. Wow. How? Wow. Okay. Are all the questions going to be like this? Are you? Do you have like? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Only the first two. Um, <laughs> okay. And Persona Five, which is interesting. You mentioned Persona Five: Last Surprise slash Never See It Coming. Oh, uh, is up there. Cracker. That that whole goddamn soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. True. And that's it, my list. Hit me with your number one. Hell yeah, great list. Uh, my number one is Hornet, which is on the Hollow Knight soundtrack. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Composed by Christopher Larkin. We love mm-hmm. Christopher Larkin. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear the best version of this song, uh, search for Hollow Knight Piano Collections and go to track four. It's Hornet. It's beautiful. Gives me goosebumps every time. I must must have listened to that song a hundred times. It's just yeah, great. Yeah. Very nice. I'm amazed you could pick just one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's a real, it's a real standout. I had a couple come to mind, but that one mm. is just one I always go back to when I want to listen to video game music. Hell yeah! Then we got game bosses, which yes. I'm assuming he means favorite game bosses. Right. Uh, well, so yeah, favorite game boss. Now I I do have two answers for this one because I've got a favorite game boss to fight and then a favorite game boss that's more like thematic if that makes sense Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah for me this was more of like a memorable one the ones that i will never forget Mm, okay cool um so how about you go first this time all right all right uh coming out of left field a little bit uh my favorite game boss to fight is the pursuer from Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin Whoa. Edition. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's it's important to note that this is the, like, uh, you know, Miyazaki comb-over edition. This is not yes. Dark Souls 2, the base game. It's the Scholar of the First Sin. Because in the base game, you fight the Pursuer once, and that is it. But in the Scholar of the First Sin, you fight the Pursuer and... He pursues you. And oh, you... who could have who guessed? <laughs> and so you'll be like in the middle of a level fucking around and the pursuer will just show up. And, and what it means is you get this awesome boss fight over and over again. And it's just like, it becomes this beautiful dance because you're mm. so familiar with the moveset by the end of the game. And... Yeah, it was just this great arc for me where, like, you meet the pursuer and you get decimated. And then by the end of the game, you can practically no-hit the pursuer. And it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, what a, what, a, what a great idea for a boss just to keep revisiting you. Yeah, I mean, it sort of gives you that uh, patented New Game Plus experience without actually having to do New Game Plus. Mm. You, know, you get to go back in and refight bosses that you loved over and over again but without having to start a new game yeah that's a really good point uh and then what's your other one uh so i mean sheer this one i just had to give a shout out to liquid from the metal gear solid series oh the fight on the top of the tanker yeah yeah and just like i mean you fight liquid quite a few times right because he's just he's just fucking there and uh when when we played through that whole series together and uh yeah in in metal gear solid 4 you have that final fist fight and Mm -hmm. snake is like liquid i mean i was i was crying i was like oh my (laughs) god this is so fucking emotional and uh uh, yeah so that that boss fight definitely stayed with me hell yeah um interesting you mentioned metal gear solid my 
the one at the top of my list is the Metal Gear Solid 4 Vamp fight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's the one that's like split screen. Yeah. Riding. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's just like there's no other... I've never seen this done before in a video game and probably for good reason because it's stupid. <laughs> um, Kojima, the absolute mad lad the balls on the man he splits the screen in half and you're fighting uh who are you fighting you're fighting vamp on top of a metal gear in this big hangar yeah and uh on the other side of the screen um there's like a whole battle going on between raiden and i don't know is it wait is raiden fighting vamp and you're fighting someone else i can't even remember yeah i think raiden is fighting vamp on a metal gear and then i think you're you're fighting a woman maybe one of the you know the four archangels beauties beauties Beauties. yeah 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 it it might be one of those but yeah it's just an insane boss fight for sure yeah and it's it's crazy because like you're trying to watch this amazing choreographed fight scene cutscene that's going on on the other side of the screen whilst also not dying to the (laughs) the person you're fighting yeah uh and it just has this chaotic energy that i think is captured so well with a split screen huge Uh, shout and then I got Metal Gear Solid Vengeance, just all of the bosses in that game. They're all so <laughs> silly and dumb, and I love them all dearly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then we got Genichiro Ashina, um, which mm. is the that fight that you have in the top of that tower uh, yeah. the first time you fight him. Uh, he uses the lightning on you, and you have to jump. Uh, it's pretty good. Yep. Uh, and then I got, and this was probably the most memorable one, but the Guardian Ape from... Sekiro as well. Oh yeah, yep. I remember I you. Hate, I hate that damn monkey. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, he taught me some valuable lessons about mm. myself. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, those FromSoft games they they often do that. Mm. Then we've got worst game boss. I've only got one entry for this, uh, and I'll just go for it. It's the final boss from Bioshock One, Frank Fontaine. Oh fuck that that boss fight sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't remember exactly many of the details, but I just remember being super underwhelmed after having such an amazing time with some of the other bosses in that game mm. and some of the combat in that game. And this was just like, shoot the big muscly man in his weak spot and keep pressing buttons so you make him weak again. Yeah. It's pretty dull. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. It's like that that uh, naughty's curse where mm. they felt like for some reason in these video games that had incredible themes, beautifully constructed gameplay, all this stuff, uh, you know, like uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, same deal. Oh, yeah. You just, yep. you know, the big jo- muscle man. Big muscle man. The Joker takes a bunch of serum like Fontaine does, and then you uh-huh. just shoot the weak spot or whatever. And it's like, yeah. ugh, man. What happened to all the like finesse and, you know, the characterization? It just, yeah, went out the window for a big dumb boss fight at the end of a great game. I wonder what game developers' beef is with Beefcake Boys, you know? Like, we're always <laughs> shooting at the end of these games, a big muscly man. Is this like anti-Roid? Um, is it yeah. an anti-Roid campaign? Maybe it's just this kind of like intrinsic knowledge that like we've got to bring down masculinity man yeah the jocks are at it again (laughs) yeah yeah be yourself be vulnerable express those emotions it's all good don't feel like you've got to roid it up to hide who you really are yeah and also don't feel like you have to make a game that ends up 
beating up a roided object <laughs> to sort of, you know, make up for all of the beatings that you got in high school. You can make games about other things. <laughs> we just made a bunch of judgments and I'm super cool with it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Great. Worst game boss. I mean, my worst game boss is going to resonate with all the with all the players out there. Uh, it's the fucking bed of chaos, which is the furtive pygmy. Oh. So yes. easily forgotten from Dark Souls. I mean, it's it's iconic and it's badness. Mm. Uh, it sucks. It uh, you know Miyazaki said that section of the game was unfinished. There's a bunch of fucking unfinished enemies that are copy and pasted. It's in a crap area. It's the worst boss. It's annoying, uh, and you you hate it. You love what that. Happens in, I can't remember that boss fight. What happens in that one? All right. So it starts off and you slide down the slide. It's in the lava area, like right oh. at the bottom of, of whatever the land of Dark Souls is called. Mm-hmm. And uh, you slide down and it's like maybe the only time you see the sliding animation in that game. And oh. I will say the best part about this boss fight is the slide because you can like knock off the twigs on the way down and it's really satisfying. anyway you land uh and this big tree is like whoa i'm a tree and you have to run to the left like the far left and the far right and just hit it once you know it's not it's 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 a gimmick boss it's a bad gimmick boss and the the floor falls away as as you attempt to do this and each time you hit it it becomes more powerful it gets these big fat incendiary scythes going on and if you die, you don't lose any progress. Like the, the game knows this is annoying as fuck. Like if you, if you run to the right side, you, uh, you hit it once and then you fall down the chasm that opens up, you, right. you, you go back down the slide and like the hit is still registered and the chasm is still there. It's like, yeah, this boss sucks and we're not going to make you do, you know, a- any of the steps again. And so <laughs> you, you hit both sides, right? And then the boss is at full power. There's chasms all over the fucking place. And then you've got to run through the middle and like jump onto this like twisting vine or like twisting piece of hollowed out log or whatever tree. And um, you, you've got to run through all these sticks and the furtive pygmy is just in there. He's a little pygmy and you just thrash him in like one or two hits and it's over and it's just... It's just the worst because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's from soft being like what we had in demon souls that worked so well was all these bosses designed to be killed a certain way in dark souls. It's all about like build variety and that kind of thing. But what Mm. if we just made a gimmick boss in an unfinished area and oh shit, we ran out of time. We got to ship this game. And it's just like, oh, maybe when we make the remaster, why don't we just do absolutely fucking nothing and cash in? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my bed of chaos rant. Hell yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> you took me there with you with that last part. I really liked it. <laughs> Great, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, that was a point. So we've got worst game song is next. Yeah. You hit me also, with your, your worst game song? Alex, I love these questions. I like there's a real like cadence and pacing to the questions oh, yeah. like yeah. favorite game song favorite game boss worst game boss worst game song favorite worst game i was like love that yeah yeah, um, yeah. so worst game song extremely hard for me to pin down um in my notes i've got 
in parentheses most repetitive question mark mm. because I like I don't I don't have a great memory for for music and especially music that I don't vibe with and so the answer I've got is maybe something from Battletoads because oh, yeah. the battle I don't remember the Battletoads music being that good and that game is hard as fuck so you play the same levels over and over again and I can imagine getting really annoyed with those songs so maybe it's Battletoads but look I've got I've got no idea for worst game song I, yeah, I struggled with this one too, and I had to do a lot of Googling and looking up of music from like, you know, lists, you know, what is it, Watch Mojo Worst Game Songs of All Time style shit. <laughs> uh, and I came across uh, the Resident Evil Director's Cut DualShock Edition, um, which has, it's a NES game, or not a NES game, it's a PlayStation 1 game, sorry, and it has just some of the worst music. <laughs> Um, so wait have you have you played this game or were you just like no. I'm, I'm going to find the worst game song. yeah yeah i just yeah i took that very literally what is the worst game song uh and i found this and i don't know if i can actually play it for you you know what i can um do you want me to do a, a little section of this you won't hear it but um the audience will hear it i mean can we do that though are we are we going to get doxed are you doxing us again total <sighs> I don't know if I'm doxing you. Actually, no, I can't find the song now. Where is it? It doesn't have the name of the song. Okay, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's so bad that you can't even track it down. It's just out there. If What if I were to Google uh, worst song Resident Evil Jewel Shock Edition? So, surely it would come up with something. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I think I've got something for you. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it. I got it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on the desktop capture, capture and you'll hear the audio. All right, uh, all right. You won't hear, but the audience shall hear. Here it all is. Right, all right. All right. Surely, all right, that's, surely enough. that's enough. That's enough. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you will be surprised, dear audience, to know that that's from a Resident Evil game. Wow. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bunch of discordant horns. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Anyway, but... next question. Actually, did you answer? You did. You did. That was the Battletoads one. Yeah, did you play I mean, Battletoads. Yeah, I play Battletoads. Mm. Um, you know, I remember it being hard as hell, and like, I remember it being really hard to get past. There was this level, which I mean, gimmicky as hell, but honestly, really cool. Where like, uh, you were going down a funnel or something, and the POV was from like this dude in a mech. And, mm. and so you had to like attack the mech and it would put cracks in the screen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing that a lot. And so I can't remember the music from that level, but it was probably the music from that level. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's hard to think of a, you know, because a lot of games do that where you're like, I'm sick of hearing this song, but it <laughs> never sticks with you enough to be like, that song was this by this person, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never had that that level of animosity towards it to look it up and and put put a name to the hate yeah look i'm i'm very pleased that your answer wasn't death door <laughs> death door isn't bad it's just not <laughs> exceptional uh okay uh moving hastily along Wor favorite worst game which is probably one of the best questions yeah 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 i made uh shit i feel like i feel like i gotta get this over and done with mm -hmm. just i think it's gonna be better for you if we do this quickly 
Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I know where this is going. Now. No, no. So going. I've got two answers because, <laughs> okay. you know, I'm afraid of recency bias. Okay. But uh, one of my answers is Callisto Protocol for this yeah. because yeah. it's, dude, it's so funny. It's, it's fucking incredibly funny. I mean, I reckon, I reckon if you played this game like you played Scorn with mm, with some buds, some yeah. oh Jesus, it's hilarious because the game takes itself so seriously, and it's honestly quite bad. It mm. looks great, but it's just quite a bad game. And um, so, like my experience, right? was uh, I learned the combat pretty quickly. I felt invincible. Like, mm. I was basically like Mike Tyson. I, I was thinking, man, no hit run of Callisto Protocol when? Mm-hmm. And uh, so every time it tried to scare me, I'm just like, put him in front of me. Like, you know, <laughs> th- this is like a close combat game where everything is in close quarters and I'm invincible. Like, I just can't mm. be touched. And so it, it just became really funny because, like, the game would try and scare you and I'd just, like, run right up there and start punching the shit out of an alien. And it was mm. just, like, I, I'm, I'm really failing to get the, like, survival horror aspect yeah. here because... Yeah. I, I mean, the, the enemies do a lot of damage, but they're very easy to dodge and you, you can't run out of ammo because you're not using ammo. You're just punching them. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm just flying through this game. And meanwhile, the audio logs that you listen to oh, are just... God. Oh, my... So they're, they're so funny. So nearly every audio log just ends in uh, someone screaming mm. and... The, I mean, dude, the voice actors put their whole pussy into those screams because <laughs> yeah. they are just fucking screeching. And because, like, because it's just not a good game and it's taking itself so seriously, it just comes off as hilarious. So, mm. like, I'm running through Mike Tysoning every enemy in sight listening to these audio logs where like you know it's just so gratuitous like Mm. this this isn't like dead space where it kind of lends itself to this supernatural horror everyone's hallucinating people are turning into necromorphs Mm -hmm. um in in callisto it's just like there's nothing really supernatural happening it's mostly the prisoners have broken free and are doing unspeakably evil things to the guards and so In Dead Space, you walk into a room and there's like a couple of bodies, right? And maybe one of them is going to turn into a necromorph. But like, it's it's gory, but it's not over the top. It's not Mm -hmm. like just, I don't know, constantly severed limbs and that kind of thing. Whereas with Callisto, like every room has like headless and eyes on the wall and just like way over the top and so like you just become immune to it so Mm. like the scares don't work the atmosphere is like supposed to be like bleak and oppressing but it's honestly like it kind of just feels like a uh you know like a set on a morning show you just become so immune to all the gore that you're just like trundling through these environments and uh yeah and then the the audio logs are just like in your ear screaming when someone is getting tortured and it just all comes together to be quite fun and quite funny uh wow. <laughs> and, and so uh, yeah i don't know man I, <laughs> <laughs> just, 
<laughs> is there something in that the combat for that game where like you don't even have to time your dodges it's just if you are holding input left or right your character will dodge automatically um i mean i i thought i was timing them but it did seem like they changed the combat because uh right. i think i think last episode i was telling you i was waiting i was waiting for two enemies at once right and and so i uh I got to the point where two enemies came at me and I was like, oh, here we go. This is where I might put down the game. And uh, I was fighting one enemy and the enemy off to the side was just not doing anything. And I figured out because of the way the combat works, you know, now I was saying like, I was talking about some other game earlier in this episode where everything is congruent, like Ouroboros, mm-hmm. it all feeds into each other. Clifter mm-hmm. Protocol is not like that. When you are in a combat mode, all the buttons do different things and you're in combat mode. Yeah. And so when there's an enemy around and the enemy is close enough, you enter combat mode. And so I had these two guys. I killed one, but if I didn't turn to face the other enemy, it didn't do anything. It just That's so weird. It just stood there. And, and, you know, this happened a bunch of times. It just stood there, like, wriggling, doing the super weird yeah. kind of idle animation. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I feel like that's something they must have patched because... Totally. Yeah, yeah. it's different to my experience. <laughs> they would attack <laughs> yeah. you from off screen. That, right. You know, you'd walk into a room with what you thought was one enemy, but there was actually two or three, and then you'd get almost half done with one enemy and then get lambasted from both sides. Yeah. <laughs> That you didn't even know were there and couldn't hear, you know? I don't know. It's like fucking <laughs> what a mess of a video game. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, it just ended up being very funny to me. I, I, the reason I put it down, you know, I did say I left that the PS5 behind, but I put it down before I left the PS5 because I got up to a bit where um, these enemies spit at you, mm, and. Yep. I've, I've encountered these enemies before one-on-one. You just walk up to them and, and Mike Tyson the shit out of them. All good. But when there are a couple of enemies in the room and one of them is a spitter, they just they just spit at you. They're, they're mm-hmm. sitting there. They're all fucking nonchalant. And they just, they just throw that acidy spit in your face while they're not even on the screen. And I was like... Yeah. You know, I, I, I got to say, I had a smile on my face. I was like, oh, you idiots. This is so dumb. And I just I yeah. put it down. But... Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I had to give a shout out because it's a bad game, one of the worst. But my God, did I have a pretty entertaining time. Oh, that's good. I'm glad that there was joy to be had in the darkness. You know? <laughs> I'm glad you were able to laugh through the horrific you know, events that occurred whilst playing it. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I've got a, a real answer to that question just because, you know, this is fairly recent for me and sometimes I'm not good at like, you know, uh calculating how much recency bias is affecting me but i Mm want to i want to hear your answer first sure um the one that i had that i probably played the most of though i'm pretty sure i've played worse games but Mm. this one was the one that came to mind was PUBG. i played a lot of PUBG, and that's just a bad game yeah (laughs) right wow yeah Yeah. i don't have a a big long spiel for it i just just a bad game yeah that, that got really popular for i don't know why i guess it was like a kind of new thing at the time yeah yeah well i mean it was very new right it didn't it mm. uh didn't it create that genre the like drop in 100 player genre it, that it had been around for a while but i think it pop- popularized it for some reason mm. but it was basically like an asset flip you know like it just happened to get popular at this point in time and it was it was the one um yeah 
And that's probably when I played it the most, when it was in that state of like, you can't vault over ledges and there's only one type of vehicle in the game and right. just basically broken and yeah, horrible. Right. Yeah, interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that you had uh you dipped your toes in that. Let me see if I can find how much time I did spend in PUBG. Oh, we love statistics. I love a we good got statistics. 70 hours. 70. That's Jesus. a lot. I didn't realize how long. I thought it was 50, but 70. There you go. 70. Maybe a lot of that time was spent in loading screens, but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, wow, okay. All right. Yeah, favorite worst game. That's a great answer. And do you have a follow-up to that one? Yeah, look, my follow-up is Dead Island. Oh, uh, yes, yes. You know, Dead Island is Dead Island. Dead Island is trash, but Dead Island is fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, that first one that, that we played when it came out, like, over a decade ago. Uh, yeah, just just fun at the time. I did mm -hmm. I did try the new Dead Island, and I just, like, it didn't really grab me because it's exactly the same, but... Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I think that's probably a good thing that it's yeah. exactly the same with just like slightly nicer graphics or whatever. Yeah. Um, because yeah, that just like core gameplay of like chopping up zombies. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Favorite word song and favorite worst song. <laughs> okay. So I, I corrected this to favorite worst song in my notes. Uh -huh. So, uh, -huh. uh you're going to have to give me your favorite word song. All right, cool. We'll do. We'll do. Um, okay. So my favorite worst song and worst is very harsh here, mm. uh, but it's, uh, it's called Exordium. It's from the Slay the Spy soundtrack. And, <laughs> and it's the, it's the song that plays when you first start a run. So it goes, and it's, you know, if you load that song on Spotify, you're like, hey, this is pretty good. And it is, but I have literally heard that song over a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh... you know, I, I sometimes uh, Phoebe Redacted will hum it. And I was like, man, I should play Slay the Spire. Like, it's, <laughs> That's all you need. Exactly. It's just yeah. like seared into my brain. So, yeah, Worst is a bit harsh, but it is a song that I have probably heard enough. Mm -hmm. um, very right. good <laughs> hit me with your answers all right uh favorite worst song is and i mean a lot of people give a lot of hate to carly ray jepson but me i love carly ray jepson and her song cut to the feeling is a bop in my opinion but probably a lot of people do not feel this way uh i think it's great i think it's great it's got an amazing chorus it's just it's it's pure sugary pop goodness who who is this Carly Rae Jepsen uh, is the one who sung um, uh, oh, a really popular song. Uh, what's it called? Call Me Maybe. Oh, so sure. Number, call Me I, Maybe. I thought yeah, that was, got a wasn't that Drake or some shit? No. no. Oh, God, I'm bad with pop. I apologize. It's okay. Um, yeah, Carly Rae has a lot of really good pop songs, and it's a shame that that song got played like a, a trillion times in everyone's ears because it kind of put a lot of people off Carly Rae. Anyway. Right. Oh, well, I my mean, favorite... she's rich as fuck, so good for her. Yeah, good for her. She's doing all right. I'm sure she's fine. Um, <laughs> my favorite word song, I just listened to this to be like my favorite song right now, like with words in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and i said right now it's a uh, step a pig by jpeg mafia and danny brown oh fuck what a great track yeah, yeah. i mean 
one of the best albums of this year scaring the hose fucking incredible. oh my god yeah it's on pretty heavy rotation right now and every time that song comes on i'm just pump up the volume and it just gets me extremely hype oh man yeah the production on that album i mean jpeg is so fucking good but yeah look great pick great pick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah went out of the video game sphere for that one yeah for sure Hell yeah. uh and what got you into podcasting slash gaming uh my parents splitting up man <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny uh yeah look that's the only note i've got for this one uh-huh. uh you know games were were a pretty big escapism for me mm. that's i mean that's it the the rest is history and also just like in the in the in the 90s parents were not keen for their kids to be playing video games and so that made them hella attractive and i i know that's still the case to some degree but video games are way more popular now than they used to be and so getting getting your your dirty fucking seven-year-old mitts onto a video game back then (laughs) just felt like extra good because it felt naughty yeah and i guess they were were like way less prominent as well like it was kind of it wasn't like video gamers were a thing it was just like here's some there's a bit of software for your pc yeah Uh, i guess there's only a few other pieces of software that you would find at like you know the local video easy or whatever and you know in a big cardboard box with a big scary face on the front of it and you'd be like (laughs) hey mum slash dad can i have this and they'd be like absolutely not <laughs> and then you'd go to your friend josh's house and he would have it on his home computer oh fuck yeah and you would play that and get very good nightmares for the following three weeks <laughs> uh, um but no i the, the way i got into games was like my i think it was my dad brought home a sega from like somebody at work that just like sold it to him or something oh shit and uh it had sonic Sonic 2, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Mouse, mm. and another game. Oh, um, oh was it? Was it? Oh, crap. I can't remember what, if it was the Lion King or a different equally hard and unapproachable game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Aladdin. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was sort of what got me big time into it. And then I got uh, gifted very graciously by my wealthy uncle, Peter, a... Um, uh nintendo 64 one time for christmas and that was kind of all she wrote after that point fuck yeah yeah huge yeah huge that's the video game history i can't wait to be that uncle you know when all my friends have kids or whatever the fuck the non-binary word is for uncle but when all my friends have kids i'm just i'm just dropping xboxes and leaving i'm just like here you go here's here's some child support bud yeah maybe maybe my kids can call you guardian darian <laughs> you can be yeah. like someone from destiny or whatever yeah hell yeah they do it in that weird robotic peter dinklage voice i'm down yeah um so oh yeah and how did you get into podcasting well uh i had messaged a few people over the years like hey we should do a podcast and it kind of never really went anywhere uh and prob- one of those people was darian and mm. when darian got unwell recently we were like hey let's uh let's you know what starting to feel a bit better let's this is how i remember it anyway yeah starting to feel a little bit a bit better let's uh let's stay in touch and like do this pod thing and see where we end up Uh, yeah we recorded like three or four episodes ahead of time and then 
had a little bit of a backlog in case we couldn't do an episode, but that never really occurred. We'd just been like hanging out once a week, chewing the fat, talking about video games. Yeah, it's uh, good. For like over a year now, which is pretty amazing. It's bonkers. It's fucking, I can't believe we haven't missed a week. Go us. It's wild. Yeah, there's very few things. I was thinking about that this morning. Uh, I was remarking to myself in the shower about how we, you know, there's very few things in my life that I've done consistently for over a year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And this being one of them is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, So yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks, Alex, for the questions. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Yeah. And like, if you were to answer any of any slash all of those questions, we would love to hear from you at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. And if you only want to answer one of those questions, I think it should be favorite worst game. I think that's that's a very evocative question. I think that yeah. that, that gets the motors running because I, uh, yeah, yeah, I I had a lot to say about Callisto. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I think favorite game or game bosses. Yeah, favorite game bosses is an interesting one because mm. like bosses, there's not a boss in every video game, and even just the concept of a boss, what a weird thing, you know? Like, <laughs> why do we call them a boss? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i like, sense a topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh yeah let's let's wrap it up you want to you want to send us out hell yeah thanks so much for listening wait that's not what we say what do we say uh <laughs> we hope you all have a really lovely weekend and we'll catch you when it's almost the weekend again bye bye